Hello there. Welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. This is episode 17. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on the topic at hand? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. The theme for this episode is connections, and my guest is Banks Helfrich. Banks is a super cool person. I'm so happy that he agreed to come back on the show. He's a comedian by nature, but he's also working on this experimental theater project called Black Cow Jumps. Guess what? It's about connections. Guess what else? It's at the Fringe this year. We get into that and so much more. For additional information on this episode, on Banks, and on me, your host, Nick, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Ray Charles on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. That was, oh, what a beautiful morning from Ray Sings, Basie Swings. Uh, so it was with the Count Basie Orchestra. So a very interesting duo, a very interesting partnership, two people coming together and creating something beautiful. And so uh, that seems to be appropriate for my guest today. Uh, a young man named Banks Helfrick is here. Good morning, Banks. Good morning, Nick. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, what would I be doing at um, 7 a.m. in the morning? I, I don't know. Nothing? Uh, be, Sleeping? I'd probably be walking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, you know, 40 minutes walking in the morning. Um, but I'm with you. 40 in the morning. This is a lot like walking. You'll burn up the same number of calories. So you just swing your arm back and forth. You'll get the steps for it too, <laughs> if you need. Right, right. It is. It is almost as warm at where I am now when I, as when I walk. So okay, yeah. I, I mean, this, this is perfect. The studios. We can close the door. It'll be like a sauna. In here. <laughs> uh, no, I, no. I'll be okay. good. Yeah. I think All right. I'll great. Be good. Yeah. Uh, Banks is a returning guest, and so he was on last year. I met him at a show that I did, and he volunteered to come out and be interviewed as some people do which i always love because it's always you never know one of the reasons i got into this uh doing the radio and doing the interview uh doing the radio show and doing the interview was to meet new people um so obviously i started with people i didn't or i did know to make sure that you know i knew what i was doing enough that i wouldn't embarrass myself and so i think i've done okay with that and then you know as people introduce themselves and as they I, I think quite bravely decide that they want to be on the radio because as much as I make this, I feel like I make this fairly easy for people to come in for people who have never done it before. And those are the people that I love talking to the most. This can be, you know, fairly intimidating. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would no. I mean, it's just you and it's just you and me. Plus people think about the listeners. They think about live radio. You okay. Know? All right. Oh, this is live. This is live. Oh, we're, Oh, we're on right now. We're we're totally on right now. Really? So yeah. somebody might be driving here or driving to work. And they, they might be driving here if they love us enough well, with some pastries or, or some other treats. Like a fan? Yeah. Yeah. Like an actual fan? I'm not sure what I'm, the hand signal was that you just made there. An actual fan. Like to, actually throwing a fan. To like cool off it, this It would room. be nice to have yeah. a fan. So I do this every week. Every week I have a very special guest. Banks was here last year talking about 
a few things, including Black Cow Jumps, which is the show that you do. Uh, you do it six times a year at the Winter Park Library. Absolutely. You do it around town in different locations. You'll do it at people's houses. Uh, it's sort of how it started was uh, this idea of bringing theater and bringing live conversations, mm-hmm. real conversations, uh, into people's homes and get them talking and thinking about you know uh, different subjects and different ways of thinking. And uh, this year... You got in, you did the lottery thing, mm-hmm. and you got in at Fringe. So you'll be over at the Fringe Festival as well for six appearances, five, seven? Seven, yeah. Seven, seven. Uh, is close. Yeah. In um, some cases. We had our preview show uh, yesterday, and it was full. We had um, places packed. Yeah. And the preview show is for uh, the press, and it's also for the vol- Fringe volunteers, and then the, the big bigwigs, and... Uh, the people who sponsored the venue were there, so uh, I, I made a shout out to them, Cheryl and Chris. Two oh, people. They're called two people. That's that, that's, that's their the thing. shout out. Yeah, yeah. Two people. I, I I wanted to give them names, so I, I met them and I was like, I'm I'm gonna give you guys little kudos after the show because you guys are sponsoring this. And they, and I was like, are, are you okay? Me saying your name instead yeah. of two people. And they were super cool about it. And I've seen them before at the French. I've seen Cheryl at the French. I, I talked to her like three years ago, the first time I met her. And they're, they're these patrons just to, that just love coming and seeing fringy theater, off, offbeat theater, different Experimental, theater. like something that, <clears throat> the thing that I like about Fringe, and I, I'm always surprised by this, but I shouldn't be anymore, that Fringe Festival, Maker Fair Orlando, uh, immerse some of the bigger events that we have here in Orlando, we're still introducing to some people. So let me just take a step back and say what Fringe is. So it's fairly amazing. If you heard of the the big famous one is in Edinburgh uh, every year, and that is like thousands of people travel there. They have hundreds of shows, um, and I think that's accurate. We have in Orlando the oldest one in North America, I exactly. believe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the longest running one here, uh, the biggest one in the U.S. And uh, I think that you know, and it starts out the Fringe season. So Tampa Fringe just happened, correct? And then we've got the Orlando Fringe. And what happens is a lot of people actually over the summer register to be in as many fringes as they can, fringe festivals. So they can take their show, tour around, and that's how they supplement their income in some cases and try out, you know, in many cases, new material. Experimental, yeah. Uh, in fact, last year I was at the Tampa Fringe, which mm-hmm. was my first Fringe. Uh, Black Cow Jumps was there. Um, it was a one-person show. It was, well, it was myself. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you who the one person is, but you clarified. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I have now, uh, for the Fringe Festival, this one here in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, the 28th year, by the way. This is 28 years. 28 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a troop. Uh, I don't know if I could call it a troop. Uh, a posse. Posse's uh, uh, a little too hard. Mob? I would rather go mob. Um, yeah. Or uh, Is it like crows? So it could be like a murder? You have a murder of jumpers? <laughs> uh, we are not crows. We are dressed in black. So, okay. So, I mean, th- th- that could be uh, a relation to it. Um these these people who want to jump with me and and, and the term jump uh, as the title says black cow jumps is people who want to jump into life that's what it is it's jumping into life it's 
Okay, so yesterday I saw um, apocalyptic um, religious fringe preview show, mm -hmm. and it was about zombies. I think zombies were part of it. And uh, the guy I was with, he he said to me, "You know why we are so obsessed with zombies nowadays? Because uh, you know, for the last uh, fifteen years, maybe since The Walking Dead. I mean, zombies sure. were. I mean, but way back, George Romero. I mean, forever. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, not forever. Not well. I don't know. It's really big now. I mean, zombies, well, maybe zombies were big like 10 years ago. Um, he said because so many of us, and this was her, his term, are dead inside. Huh. We're not alive. And then, then uh, what a compliment. He looked at me and he goes, you're alive, Banks. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you're not a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a zombie. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, however, in, in relation to Black Cow Jumps, it's like, getting into the real essence of life, of, of what it is being present, what it is being alive. Um, in, the, in the show, I have this thing called Art of Connection. Mm -hmm. And I pull an audience member. I do, I do not pull. I, I offer, they opt in. Yes, I offer, I, I, need, I need this criteria. Somebody I do not know, preferably a female, somebody within my, my age range. And, and they decide themselves to come up, raise their hand. Uh, yesterday we had a lady come up, a veterinarian, and uh, it is vetra or is it vet? Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Ah, I mispronounced it, didn't I? Yeah. Veterinarian. I did something. Being else. Greek, I know how to pronounce. Because we came <laughs> up with you know words, and so yeah, veterinarian. Veterinarian. You know, I, I or if it's exclusively for penguins, it's a vetra veterinarian. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's only that one, though. I I, uh, I had a friend of mine see my show yesterday, and she said, you said breached, and you should have said broached. Um, I think you can breach a subject. Oh, uh, it was, I was breaching. Uh, I, I don't even remember saying it, though. That was the, that was the issue. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> let me, let me ask you this about Black Cow Jumps, and we'll get back to the French Festival in a second. Okay. The Blackout Jumps is a series of vignettes. Art of Conversation is one of them. Mm -hmm. And what you do is instead of scripting it out, and I found this really interesting when you were first explaining it to me, especially after I saw it for the first time, and so experienced it at the Winter Park Library. Right. It's not scripted. You and somebody else will maybe talk a little bit about how you and I came up with a couple of our segments and bits talk about maybe a topic, something that's come up in your life. It's usually very recent. So it's usually still has left a taste in your mouth and it doesn't have to be this positive, uplifting thing that's happened to you. It might be something on your mind. Maybe it's, you know, Mother's Day just happened and you're thinking about a particular mother-shaped hole in your life because uh, she has passed recently or something along those lines. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Some of them are funny. Um, and so being a jumper myself going and, and trying to do some of these, it's interesting trying to balance out being genuine and feeling like you have to entertain. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, that might be the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing for me as a jumper. I don't know if that's the hardest thing for when you see new jumpers come up. So, so let me ask you something, Nick. Um, the funniest comedians that you've seen, mm -hmm. uh, they talk, they tell a joke. Yep. The joke has to resonate with you somehow yeah and and the the more truthful it is the more it resonates like 
oh my God, I-4. You know, you, you can say a joke about I-4 because right now there are so many people in I-4 just parked there. And that resonates with people because it's so truthful. Mm -hmm. Well, what about like feelings of loneliness? What about feelings of inadequacy? Feelings of, oh my God, she doesn't like me or he doesn't like me. Those or... are hilarious. <laughs> Wait, is that where you were going? <laughs> um I'm going to something authentic and real. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, real is such, I, I, it, it's tough to define re what real is, but something genuine, something that we universally experience all. We mm -hmm. all experience loneliness and uh, forgiveness. One of our shows coming up is, is called A Forgiveness Show. Um, my point is that it's got to come from someplace real. I, I, Black Cow Jumps is not like performance. Now, you, you, you said that, how do you walk the fine line be, between being entertaining and talking about these kind of subjects? Yesterday at the, pre, at the, at the press show uh, was about mothers. And it was, it was deep and dark. And there was a mother talking about how she had twins and one of them didn't make it. Um, I mean, every, I wanted everything to be mother-oriented as much. Another woman was a surrogate. And she was talking about how she lost the surrogate baby and she had to tell the family about it. Now, this mm -hmm. is real stuff. This is life. This is, this really happens. Um, now, all of the Black Cow Jump shows are not this deep. I mean, uh, not this... Um, there is an heavy, element. Yeah, heavy. so I, I think one of the key components to me, and especially the first one that I saw, was there's an ebb and flow to it. Absolutely. It's you come up and we'll talk a little bit about how sort of the uh, the the segments, the skits, the uh, bits are chosen. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to balance it out. You're trying to create essentially a mixtape. Absolutely. So you don't want to go heavy, 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 light, 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 light. Not at all. You want to take everyone on a little bit of a journey when it comes to the audience yes. members. Yes. In in your day to day, you're going to you're going to go through a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. OK, Um you might get behind somebody in a car and, and, and you get upset and you're mad and you're angry. You might get a phone call from your mom stating that your aunt is not feeling well. Uh, you might get a text from a girl that you really like and she wants to meet you later on. You might talk to somebody on the radio and it's fun and it's light and he tells you a joke or he tells you, he inspires you somehow. These are all parts of the day. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to do with Black Cow Jumps is within an hour, I'm trying to take people on a roller coaster ride and I, I, I try to start light <laughs> and I try to end light. And in between, we are going everywhere, everywhere. And, and, and I, I want, I mean, literally, I would love to go everywhere. Um, the idea, the, the concept behind Black Cow Jumps is all about connection. It's all about how do we connect in a world with phones and computers and the connection of looking eye to eye, looking into someone's eyes and seeing that, right. um, like what I'm doing to you right now. Well, and it's sort of highlighting that to an audience, which is interesting because then you have this, there's this voyeuristic element to what you're doing. So you still have to remain true to the conversation that you're having Absolutely. at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really interesting challenge, I think, from not, not necessarily an acting standpoint, but just being a human standpoint. Being present. Yeah. I mean, th th this is what it's all about, is being present. Um, 
you want to go and talk about Art of Connection? Or, or we, where do you want to go? About, okay, yeah. what do we want to talk about? Let's talk about now? Fringe real quick. Because okay. again, I don't know. I, I, I'm always fascinated when I hear that somebody doesn't know, it, know about one of the things that we do here in Central Florida. But not to give excuses, mm-hmm. we have probably around fifty to 100,000 people moving here every year. Um, an incredible amount of people moving here that may not know about these things, that may come from fringeless towns and cities and fishing villages. I'm not sure where they're coming from, but so they need to know about this. So Fringe is a 14, 15 day event. 14 through the 27th. It, so um, 14, 14 is 27, so 14, uh, 13 days, 13 days, 13, 14 days, two weekends, uh, events happening uh, just about all day, every day of those days. And multiple theaters are either used or created around the Lake Ivanhoe area. Absolutely. Uh, there's uh, 140 um, perf- uh, performance groups or yes. performers. Yep. Uh, so Mostly ahead. local. Um, um, yeah, so there's, they save about 50% of the... Uh, so you have to join a lottery. You have to actually enter a lottery. Right. They had 350 people entered yeah, to yeah. be part of this. Th- this is like the third year I've tried to get in, and yeah. I, I got in this year. Yeah. Um, um, so 140 get in. 50% of those are reserved for local, 25% national, and 25% international. Absolutely. So yeah. you get people from all over, but you also get to highlight and focus on the incredible talent that we have here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. So having said all that, when somebody wins the lottery, they choose how many shows they're going to do. You're mm-hmm. doing seven for Black Cow Jumps. Absolutely, yeah. And they get to pick the venue, so you stay in the same venue each time, and there's 10 or so venues, including the outdoor ones, right? I believe. And people can come out. They buy a pin. That covers the cost of the fringe itself. $10 pin, And yeah. then you buy a ticket for each individual show, and the tickets you buy go to the artist. Every ticket sale goes to the artist. And, and the shows are uncensored, okay? Yes. And that's what makes it very fringy. Um, you'll, you'll get something from a storyteller for children all the way up to a burlesque show. Um, I don't know if that's the right spectrum. That is the spectrum, is that, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, there are very few burlesque shows for children. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Wow. That's not a Venn diagram. Hey, what that a, is a spectrum. Right, right. What about like a um, pajama burlesque? Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. we're not. We're n- no. How about? I mean, I do a bit called bad business ideas, and I don't even want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. So... But you know what? The Teletubbies, they didn't have clothes on, I don't think. They were essentially a burlesque show. I'll give you that <laughs> okay. one. They are a lot of the Muppets on Sesame Street, for example. Yes. Yes. They don't, I mean. Unclothed. Unclothed. They're, they're furred or. They're befurred. They're felt, I think is, felted. They're, they're befelted. Befelted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many of the segments that you do for Black Cow Jumps mm-hmm. involve other people. Yes, And one of them is called Art of the Conversation. So almost everyone is already in on it or they're jumpers that are involved with it, except for this one segment that you do. And this is consistent in every show that you've done uh, or most of them and definitely the ones at Fringe. At, at Fringe, yeah. Um, it's called the Art of Connection. Um, and Thank it, you for clarifying. <laughs> conversation. Um, and it is um, an audience member chooses themselves Okay, and and I give the criteria. You know, like I said earlier, looking for someone who does not know me, 
So we start brand new. Someone female, probably female. It does not have to be female. It could be a male. Um, someone within my, my age range, which is, it doesn't have to be. I'm just giving uh, guidelines. And then they choose themselves to, to come up on stage. They, they raise their hand. Mm-hmm. They come up and I like to engage quickly in a connection with them, a relationship. Let's, let's, let's choose a relationship. It's transparent. It's totally open. It's 100% uh, permission-based. And um, yesterday I had a veterinarian come up and, and we, she, 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 she drove that, that, uh, that bit. I, I, I mean, I let her take it wherever she wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards she came up and she said, Hey, I'm sorry for taking over that bit. And I was like, no, this, it was an incredible bit. It was, it was genuine. It was real. The audience felt, I mean, they were there. Uh, I just, they, they felt everything. They felt the embarrassment of me. They felt the embarrassment of her, maybe her. Uh, they felt the laughter, the joy, the what's happening, what's going to happen. That is, is so unique when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know as a performer. I am, I'm riding the wave of this bit, this vignette. And wherever it takes me, I go, you know, she talked about her horses. This is in the bit. She talked about her horses um, being in a barn in uh, California and the barn burns down. How do you how do you deal with that? I mean, this is life. This yeah. is just like reality, and I'm an optimist. And I was I, I I went to the point of so what was was there anything lev was there any levity in in it? And she said, well, I decided not to do large animal work anymore. Now I do small animal work. And I'm like, all right. So uh, yeah, you never know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. and the audience doesn't know. I don't know. Uh, however. Isn't that life? Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of don't know. I mean, we, you and I have a list of things we want to talk about this morning. However, do we have to talk about them? I mean, we can just... Sure. Well, going back to the other bits, so that's one of them, the art of connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way that the other bits are... And can we call them bits? I never want to use a term that is... Bits, vignettes. Vignettes. Pieces. Vignettes is good. Because that's really what it comes down to. They're usually 10 to 12. In a 60-minute show, what are you going to do, like 7 to 10? I'll do 10. Yeah. yeah. So those vignettes. Um, what's interesting is you're going you're gonna to watch them, and I remember this from the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. and thinking that it, it's scripted. Because you're looking at it, and it does seem like a genuine conversation. But what you do, and having gone through the process, if I could just explain it real quick, if somebody wants to jump, what you do is you have a conversation with them. You figure out, you know, this is, these are going to be some of the challenges that you might have if you're trying to do this. But the idea of the vignettes or the, the origin of the vignettes is, hey, this happened to me recently. This is a conversation that I had recently. And you write down sort of a title. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. Um, Maybe there's some conversation about it. If you're feeling like, well, let's figure out, okay, where are we going to, where's the starting point of the conversation right. or something like that. But it's never, let's flesh out, you're going to say this, then I'm going to say this, then you're going to say this, then I'm going to say this. Right. right. And maybe we could do one later because I had suggested a bit idea oh, the yeah. other day. So oh. maybe we could do one later just to Aren't we doing one right now? Aren't, aren't we in, in one right now? Could be. Yeah. Or are we? <laughs> The um, audience certainly is yelling at the radio. <laughs> get out of the bit. Get out of the bit. Uh, vignette. Get out of the vignette. Um, pe- um, one of one of the uh, jumpers that I work with uh, now, um, 
she saw a show like yourself. And after the show, she came up to me and she said, I want to do this. And I didn't know what she was talking. I mean, I, it was like a broad statement. I want to do this. And I was like, what do you want to do? And she says, I want to do what you just did on stage with yeah. those people. And I said, okay, let's, let's go have a coffee. Let's go just sit and talk. I look for people who are hungry, who want to eat the, the want to suck the bone marrow, the carpe, they want to live, they want to, they, they want to be in life. They want a carpe bone marrow <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Carpe bone marrow. Oh, like nice. It. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be present in life. They want to be there. And they saw something on stage that they might not have in, in life. I mean, so, uh, and this has happened more than once. I mean, I have... Somebody, people come up to you. And, and afterwards and yeah. say, I want to do this. And, and I'm sure there's even more people that would want to do that. Right. But have whatever hangups they think or, you know, whatever anxieties they usually associate with doing something on stage, especially something where you're being authentic. Uh, yes. You're, 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 you're performing as yourself or very yeah. close to yourself. I mean, we do have veils as performers, as people. We have veils. And the, the thinner the veil, the more authentic, the more that the real person comes out. Sure. Which is to say to share the universe, the uh, human condition um, universal feelings that we all kind of have. Yeah. Um, let me, let me just go back to yesterday for a minute. Sure. I met this woman who was running for president of the United States. Okay. I, I met her at a, at a function at, at the hive. This is, I'll give a push for the hive and, uh, fascinating. I've never met someone who wants to be president and, and she doesn't want to be president. She is compelled to be president. Mm -hmm. Credentials. She's got credentials. Pentagon, NATO, I mean, real stuff. And um, I sat down and talked to her. We had coffee a couple times. And I was like, I would love for you to jump with me. And she jumped. And she talked about her daughter and how it influenced her life to want to do this. And she talked about running for office. No politics, policy, people. Why do you want to do it? Why are you so compelled to do it? I'm a psychologist. You know, and, and she explained it. Oh, I mean, I just get juiced up when I meet somebody like that. I'm like, oh, this person is real, authentic. Like, she wants to, I mean, have you ever met somebody this bold that would want to do something like that? It's, again, it's always interesting to hear it at that level, right? Because, you know, going up a few levels, all you hear is sound bites. Yes. All you hear is opinion mm -hmm. and commentary. All you hear is your Facebook feed. Whereas if you can... Connect and, 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 you know, you're using an example of somebody who's running for president. Right. Just as compelling to listen to somebody talk about, you know, uh, why they chose to have kids or how, what happened to them when they did or something along those lines or how, having conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the all of, I mean, however, her, her thing that just uh, opened me up was bold. How many of us? are out there being mm -hmm. bold, like living, like you pass somebody uh, on the street and you notice something about them and you just keep walking and instead of stopping and going, hey, um, are you guys out jogging? I, I just met them at Starbucks. Are you guys jogging? No, no, we're walking. I'm like, yeah, I, I walked until my 40s and then I can't walk. Yeah, well, I was, and it, we, there was a connection there. There was that, and, and, and as little as uh, that little gesture, that bold gesture to do that, 
She's doing it on a bigger level. Like, okay, I am compelled to run for office. To do that, yeah. President, that's the highest one. Anyway. Um, no, that's great. So let's uh, let's just give one more plug for The Fringe. You can go buy tickets right now to any show, including Black Cow Jumps. Yes. At OrlandoFringe.org. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about it. You can see the schedule. You can figure stuff out. Uh, you know, there's going to be opportunities for people to go after work, on the weekends, take the kids. Because mm-hmm. there is, as we mentioned, the spectrum of things that are friendly. And there's even an outdoor fringe. So you could just go hang out and talk to people who have been to the different shows, see what they liked, see what they didn't like. But the first show for Black Cow Jumps is Wednesday, yeah. the 15th, in this a couple one. of days. Um, is yeah. it the 15th? 10 yeah. p.m.? 10 p.m., yeah. Uh, so it opens tomorrow, The Fringe does. It starts, it yeah. essentially opens tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, you've got shows next Tuesday. I think I'll be jumping with you. You are, Nick. Yes. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you've got some great spots. you get got some great times. And it should be an interesting one. And what's nice about it, again, is you kind of never know what you're going to get. It's all are going to be different. It's probably going to be some of the same jumpers in a few of the shows, but a rotating cast of characters, if you will. <laughs> characters. Uh, uh, just so you know, each show has a different theme. Each show is different. Uh, different jumpers. Um, I don't know if I have the same. T- no, it, different jumpers every single show. Yeah, and there is some music in there. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. I just thought of that too. Yeah, so go check that out. Go, go check out as many shows as possible. You'll feel like a better person for it. Again, that's OrlandoFringe.org. If you want to learn more about Black Cow Jumps, I would encourage you to follow Black Cow Jumps on Facebook. Is often the best way. And there's future dates too, so it's not just at Fringe. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's play a song. Oh, wonderful. So, Art of Connection, I thought of this song, Kasabian. This is Me Plus One on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Chances are, you're attending the 28th Annual Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival from May 14th through the 27th, 2019. Come and say hi to me, not in a show, though. I will be there at the Fringe Feels table. To a certain degree, this show is sponsoring Fringe Feels. At the table, you will be able to write or type, because I'll have typewriters, a thank you note to the performers, to the volunteers, to the festival staff, the awesome people there that put it on and make it all possible for free. Show your gratitude without worrying about your terrible handwriting, or if you have excellent handwriting, maybe you're a good drawer, that's fine. There will be colored pencils. Stay up to date, follow Card and Fast on Instagram. Dates and such will be posted there. Now back to the show. Kasabian on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was a song called Me Plus One from their album Empire. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception, Banks Helfrich, filmmaker, mm-hmm. yep. actor, yes, writer, yes, man about town, guilty, electric vehicle owner. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Right. I get juiced up about that. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, along with all of those things, or actually because of all of those things, maybe you have a show at the French Festival this year at the Orlando International French Festival, 28th annual, uh, Black Cow Jumps. Right. And so people should go see that. 
I thought it'd be interesting to do or to kind of discuss how a bit or a segment or a vignette in the show, the show is made up of 10 vignettes, comes to be. And so one of the ways when you're first introducing yourself to a potential jumper, as we talked about in the last segment, Mm -hmm. is you go to coffee, you have a conversation. Right. And you see, if I remember correctly, you and I did that. We went for coffee. And I think you were waiting for that first pause in the conversation to see what I would do. And it was a very natural pause because pauses are natural. Pauses are going to happen. You know, I think when we think about acting and we think about being on stage or on film or on TV, there aren't any pauses. There aren't awkward. Nobody stares at each other for 30 seconds. It almost feels like uh, dead air. And, you know, it'd be difficult, more difficult to do on the radio when you don't have that visual element to it. But, yeah, that was very interesting to me that you were waiting for that to see, okay, so do you do that and kind of gauge the reaction of people? I am looking for something, um, a sign of vulnerability, a mm-hmm. sign of, like, something a little deeper. We all, we all have characters that we wear. And I, I, oh, I, yeah, I mean, masks, hats, yeah, yeah all of that. Um, and the you know the, the 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 jackets of you know self doubt the hats of um, pity <laughs> self doubt so more self doubt there mm-hmm. we go <laughs> a lot of self doubt um, I'm looking for someone just to be real like hey yeah I I I've, I'm lonely too I mean you know because when we go around in life and I can I can um, I can do anything. I can, I can overcome anything. And when we're at our house and we're on a computer and a friend hasn't texted us and we're like, oh, self-doubt creeps in. And I want to see the vulnerability in somebody. Uh, I am more than welcome to tell them about or, or to share my experiences. Um, and, and, and with you, you, you know, you took a layer off mm-hmm. and, and the jacket of self-doubt was off and was like, hey, thanks, this is me. I mean, it was a hoodie, to my credit, <laughs> and it didn't go far. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so when someone asks to, to, to meet me or talk to me about, um, about being a part of the show, and I think I went to you and I was like, hey, let's talk about this. I, I, yeah. I, I'd it was seen... after you and I, so you'd seen me on stage yeah. uh, being very, that was fairly improv, but still I knew what I was talking about. That was bad, a bad business ideas presentation. Right. And right. then you came on the show and we had a very good conversation. I would encourage people to go listen to that if they want to learn more about you at toacertaindegree.com. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so you approached me afterwards and I said, you know, that is 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, that's not something I would be comfortable with. Uh, it's not necessarily something I'm completely comfortable with now, but let me challenge myself. Absolutely. And, and being bold like that to, to try something you never tried to to be in front of people that you do not know at all. Mm -hmm. Um, to, to, to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for every person I meet, I want to connect and then I want to see who they are. Um, and, uh, with you, I saw something, we sat down, we chatted. Yes. You can do this if you want to do this. I mean, I'm going to give you carte blanche to come into mm-hmm. the world of Blackout Jumps. And the bits, the pieces, the vignettes um, usually deal with a, a month before the show. Um, something something that's, It has to have that recency to it or else it, it does become a little bit of acting. And the details start to get, you know, uh, 
added to. They start to get, uh, it's almost like telling a story over and over again. And you add details to make it a better story over time. Right, right. Recency. Did you just say that? I Re- think so. That's a cool word. Thank you. Recency. I, you know, I don't even think I've ever heard that word used ever. Recency. Is, is it actually a word? It, it is. I, I just thanked you, though. I think this is interesting. I just thanked you for the word. As if I had made it up. <laughs> you, you, you did. Uh, oh, like, oh, uh, like you are taking credit for that yeah, word now. Yeah. Oh, I really like that word. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been finding myself doing this more and more. And it's really, really weird that somebody says, oh, isn't that a beautiful piece of art? And I go, oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's not even your art, is it's, it? No, it's definitely not my, 100% not my art. Because I don't like, if somebody compliments me, I do not say thank you. Okay, okay. wait, 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 wait. So you, you say thank you when it, it has nothing to do with it you. It has zero to do with me. <laughs> so okay. I wonder, it, so it's one of maybe a couple of things. Is it a defensive tactic because i i do want to show thanks or i do want to show gratitude gratitude yeah without feeling vulnerable or is it <laughs> is it me practicing so that so i i don't take compliments i i have very i have a lot of trouble when people are giving me gratitude mm-hmm. because i don't feel like i've done anything right it's that it's that idea that i'm not deserving of your praise or thanks. Right, right. Criticism, yes. Please give me more <laughs> criticism on top of all the self-critiquing that I do. So when someone compliments you, Nick, I love your beard. How, how do you take that? I, you know, it's, it's, it, I, it's got a lot of silver in it. Uh, okay, so you diminish that, sure. that compliment. All right, so Nick, I want to compliment you on something, Okay. And, and I want you to accept that. And when I ask you, or when I say, hey, Nick, I really like your beard. Mm-hmm. If you diminish that, you've diminished the, compliment, the, the feeling that I have for you. You see, oh, you see what I, I mean? Oh, I see. So I'm actually not necessarily hurting myself only. You might. Um, uh, um, I, I, hurting I, may not be the right word. Yeah, but. I don't... Um, I think that people want to compliment other people. Sure. And if if you accept it full heartedly, they accept, they feel so empowered. Like, mm. wow, he took that, and he really appreciates the compliment. And when when you diminish it, um, then then it it makes them like feel like, why did I compliment him in the first place? Now, here's here's what I do. Okay, George Clooney. I George Clooney it. You okay? I George Clooney it. You ever hear I, George Clooney uh, take a compliment? I have not. Okay, all right. I, I, don't, I don't know, know if, why he would need any more. <laughs> he, he doesn't. Um, I saw him do it once. Um, I, not not in person, but I think online. And uh, they they said something gracious about him, and he said, "Thank you, thank you very much." And and he moved on. And it was just that. It was like I acknowledge that. Thank you. Move on. And and I mean that's. It was like the coolest way to accept a compliment. You should practice. Okay. You want to you wanna try that? Can I just keep thanking people for stuff that I haven't done? <laughs> and that could be the stepping stone. Could it be? No, I mean, in all seriousness, could that be a stepping stone? Is there a way to practice gratitude? Okay, yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. In fact, thank people for everything that you've not done, okay? Yep. And then, and then get on that wavelength. And then when they do compliment you... It just becomes think, habit. Think it's not you, okay? It's not your beard. You ready? Here we go. Nick. Oh, I can't. Nick, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to say not your beard, but really your beard. Hey, that hair on... No, I don't know how to do that. No, just do that, and then what I'll do is step out of myself. Yes. And thank you as if I'm not the person that you're directing your gratitude or your compliment to. Okay, okay. So I think what you're doing, you ready? You're unpersonalizing everything, which is pretty good. Yeah. See, like, you, I try to take nothing personally. Nothing. Nothing personal. Compliments? Um, I, if I take compliments, I have to take complaints, too. Oh, or I have to take yeah. like ugly words. So nothing. So everything. I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm Teflon. I just don't take it personally. So when I thank you or when I, when I compliment you on your beard, don't take it personally. Okay. Take the person out of it. You were talking about like moving, removing yourself from that. Okay. So just take the person out of it totally. And when you get to the point where you, nothing, you take nothing personally, then guess what? Is it nothing personally or nothing personal? Personal. Personally. Is, I don't person, know. I, Take it personally. Yeah, because it's an adverb. Adverb to the so, what you're taking. Yes. Yeah, it's an adverb. Yeah, adverbs are always tough for me. They're the worst kind of verbs. The, they're, they're added to a verb, I think. That's what the ad was there. Oh, then I've misunderstood <laughs> it for years. I have too, actually, yeah. I think. All right, you ready? Let's, let's give this a okay. try. So, so many compliments on the beard. You turn around and um, take yourself out of the person and then, you know, do the George Clooney. Be George Clooney. There you go. Be George Clooney. I think we can all live our lives that way. <laughs> Sage advice. Okay, here we go. So, uh, Nick, I really like your beard. Thank you. Ooh, that was a little forced. Yeah, there was a uh, big pause there, too. Yeah, and it was almost like a thank you. Yeah, mm. I did hit a high note. I did a little puberty in that. Okay, so, hey, hey Nick. Um, that sign, W-P-R-K, is beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Still? Uh, no, no, actually, I think it was a little bit better on that one. Yeah. Nick, nice backpack. Thanks. I think thanks is yours. I think, okay. I think thanks is yours. I mean, that, that would, I mean, it sounds authentic. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds pretty like thanks. Yeah, and that was close because I'd actually picked out the backpack. Right, right, right. So it does have something to do with me. You're right. Your taste. Yeah. Your, your backpack uh, signifies the taste you have in, mm -hmm. in it. And I've, I've said, wow, you have great taste. Oh, thank you. There we go. <laughs> I think it helps that you point at me. <laughs> I think if I can have you come around with me and then anytime I get a compliment, you point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just think George Clooney. Just, I mean, that's what I do. Um, uh, George, if you're listening, if you have any other tips and tricks, you can always call in. And let us know. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think this is a bit we did. Yeah. It's a thank so you bit. That was a thank you bit. Yeah. Um, fairly natural. It was, you know, something that I, I think people might connect to. Some people might connect to. Or it might give them a little bit of perspective of other people who maybe don't say thank you. Right. Maybe some people are just jerks. Right, right. Um, or maybe they are, you know, not good at accepting or don't feel deserving of compliments and gratitude right right gratitude is uh that's a, that's a that's a toughie i mm. mean that is a toughie 
when was the last time uh, you were? So, well, I guess you were thankful to to everybody. I mean, even things that aren't yours. <laughs> I, I am thankful but, but, to quite a bit. But authentically, I mean, really, like, oh, wow, mom, thank you, like, for yesterday. I think um, it's hard to say because I'm doing this thing with the typewriters. I'm doing it at Fringe. Right. I'm actually asking people to show gratitude themselves. Um, and that comes out of a an experiment that I did on myself, which is type up a letter, type up something to someone and then expect nothing in return. Right. Oh, wonderful. so authentically show gratitude. And then you're okay if they don't post it, if they don't send you a letter back, if they don't mention it in any way, shape or form. And so that was pretty interesting. And now that I'm, uh, you know, now that I realize that it's, it's good to practice that I'm trying to bring it out to other people as well. So you are working on yourself in this whole uh, fringe feels thing. It, yeah, it's fringe it's feels, a, right? Right, fringe feels. So we'll be set up for nine nights or nine day nights um, out of the 14, 13, 14 days of fringe. Oh, wow. And so we'll have typewriters. We'll also have stuff that you can just draw with. So if you have good handwriting, you don't need a typewriter. Okay. But it's always kind of fun to type on a typewriter. And these are old-timey typewriters, I think, because I was there a couple nights ago. Or For the most part, yeah. I've got some manual typewriters. I've got some electric ones. You know, you have to, on the manual ones especially, you have to really exercise and jab Ooh. at it. Yeah, you not, know, not used to, like, phone used to that. Yeah, screens. Yeah. So, so what are you getting out of this? Uh, I get rid of a lot of paper that I've had <laughs> stockpiled over the course of the last few years. No, I. Uh, all joking aside, it is fringe, and I'll I'll show you this. I'll tell my quick fringe story. Okay. Uh, this is a ring that I wear. It used to be a thumb ring, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently I've you know you put on weight on your fingers over the course of the years. Did you wash this? Did I wash it? Did you wash it? Have you ever washed this ring before? Uh, no, not in actual like washing right? machine because I might maybe it like shrunk or something. Oh, you know, after it you could wash have. it, yes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that ring I got at either the second or third fringe in Orlando. No way. Yeah, that so was this is 25, 80, 26, 93, 92, 93, 94, somewhere in there. Wow. I was living in Ormond Beach. I moved back home after flunking out of the University of Florida. Wasn't ready to yeah. go away. Wasn't ready to be there. I actually met a, uh, a Greek guy who was a pilot out there, uh, and he became my mentor. He was a teacher, instructor, and I went back to school, and I went to Embry-Riddle, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was playing racquetball. I met some people. It was very like this, one of the first times that I had organically met people, you know, not just through school, not just through the classroom. And the one of the guys, he was a pilot and he wanted, he also acted. He knew about fringe festivals. He's like, we have to go out to this thing. It's on, it's on church street. Right. You know, they turned old storefronts and the sat comedy lab and other little areas into venues. And it was a very bootstrappy thing started by Terry Olson and a lot of volunteers and, I think it was one weekend at first or however it started. I'm right. sure I'm telling all the stories wrong. No, no, no. But no. for me, it was remarkable. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was eye-opening in terms of, you know, that this was available to people and it was experimental. And you can go maybe see something that wasn't great or maybe not a good fit for you. 
but then you could wait 20 more minutes and go see another show. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, so I didn't realize how much of this commemorated that, this silver ring. Um, I bought it thinking that, you know, I would wear it on my thumb. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, outgrew it. Hey, um, let's go back there. Can we go back there? It, yeah. was, it was the second year of Fringe, so it was like 83, 84, something like uh, that? 93. Oh, 93, 93. Yeah. Okay, let's go back there. Um did you see any outdoor venue shows? Yes. Okay. Uh, there were bleachers, correct, on the yeah. street, uh, and there was a stage. Uh, did you did you see a guy in the audience with a mic, and he was commentating on people walking by? Yeah. You did. You did see him. Yeah. Okay. Was that you? That was me. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Just commentate as people go by. Uh, it's as Stephen Wright, uh, the comedian, <laughs> says, it's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's leave it at that since uh, we're old friends. Um, and actually, you should read your thank you card because I think that ties into it very well. Let's listen to uh, David Byrne. How about a little oh David Byrne? Oh, my God, yes. My, one of my favorites. Yeah. Home in concert. Office Cowboy. Uh, and again, if you need to and you haven't already bought your tickets for Blackout Jumps, go to orlandofringe.org. You can buy all your tickets there. You can see the schedule. You can get out and uh, see Banks and crew of, and the crew of jumpers right right at okay. the orlando french festival and go just go and if you've never experienced it go out to lake ivanhoe you can walk around there's no entry just to hang out walk right. around and experience uh, especially the outdoor stage as well right and so yeah you're listening to odd numbers wprk winter park florida this is david byrne If you live in Central Florida, you may already receive the downtown community paper. If not, it's available at any number of local merchants and online at otownpaper.com. One reason you may want to check it out, I write for it. There's a story about the Fringe Festival's lottery process and the terror and thrill that goes along with winning. In upcoming issues, I interview Opera del Sol's Nicole Dupre and the Orlando Magic's Pat Williams. Guess what? A lot of other great writers and good info about what's going on in the downtown area also appear in the magazine and on the website, otownpaper.com. If you like the feel of newsprint in your hot little hands and you like information and you like ink as well, pick it up. Now back to the show. Albert Hammond Jr. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Feed Me Jack or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Peter Sellers from his 2008 album Como Te Llama. Before that, we heard from David Byrne, Office Cowboy from his Real Momo album. And that was from 1989, uh, 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah, I remember it well. Good morning, Banks. Hey, Nick. I love your beard. Thank you. Look what you just did. I just, I didn't even think about it. I just said thank you. Yeah, you did the George Clooney on me. If you missed any of the show and why thanking Banks is such an important step for me, uh, you can listen to it and uh, everything else that we've talked about at toacertaindegree.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast to a certain degree, wherever you subscribe to podcast banks is here this morning i have a special guest every week banks is a returning guest i am second time wow. second time two time you get uh you get a small magnet heart for doing that i see that one. and uh, eventually well, if you've been on 10 times you get a jacket oh i do yeah 
uh, made out of the same material. Yeah, I 3D print it, <laughs> and uh, you won't be able to wear it. Oh, really? It's very stiff. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and and I get this lovely card. Oh, yeah. wow. wow! I like to write. I like to write thank you cards. Oh, I, I, this is like so. Hmm. Ah. Oh. I, I, I don't have a word for it. Oh, great. Uh, maybe you can add a word to it. It's uh, so... Schadenfreude? No, that's not the right word I don't even all. know that word. That's a German word. It means taking pleasure in the pain of others. That That is not... That is the that, opposite that, of that. that. Yeah. the opposite. Whatever. Um, Anti-Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. But uh, uh, the, your, uh, this line I love. Osmosis sounds a little invasive. Yeah. It, it does sound well, amazing. It's completely out of context. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Banks is here again. Uh, the main reason Banks is here this time, besides the fact that he's awesome and I would love to have conversations with him every day, is that his show Black Cow Jumps will be at the Fringe Festival this year. Mm-hmm. And you can have or witness conversations between Banks and other people, his jumpers or the jumpers. They're not yours. No, they're not. They They belong to the world. They do. They do. And if you are interested in learning more about Blackout Jumps, I would encourage you to go to facebook.com slash Blackout Jumps, I think it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But also, Blackout Jumps started out as a way for you to do shows in people's homes. Homes, yes. Uh, Theaters, small theaters, galleries Mm -hmm. uh, have had us. um, Homes, uh, mainly living rooms. Um, Bedrooms, not so much. Um, it's a different show. Uh, kitchens, we're not in the kitchens. I, I mean, yeah, kitchens would be part of it sometimes. Yeah. Um, we don't usually venture into the uh, the restrooms at all. Um, it's 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 a living room. Yeah. Uh, porches, porches sometimes. The show is a number of vignettes. Correct. That you do with the jumpers, or the jumpers do themselves. So that could be two people interacting. That could be three, four people on stage, sort of presenting things in a way yeah and it could be one person up there giving a a monologue and you know sort of talking about something that's important poignant interesting to them poignant oh nice yeah however poignant is kind of sad there's a can be it can be right yeah Um, so but it's meaningful generally if something's meaningful to somebody it can be a little bit poignant it can remind them of a time for example that this person was in my life and I don't see them as much now. Like like nostalgia, how yeah. it's bitter and sweet at the same time. You think of something great, Correct. however, you don't have that anymore. Yeah, I think it's one step above melancholy. What is poignant? poignant. Yes. Oh, that's tough because melancholy is like really, oh, it, that is. Oh, you think melancholy is low? I think it's sad. That's really sad. Melancholy? I think it's better than being purely sad. Okay, yeah. So we're going to have to come up with this spectrum as well. Yeah, There's yeah. a number of different spectrums right, that right. we're coming up with today. But I would encourage you to go see the show. There's also shows going on after this. So follow him on Facebook. Follow Black Cow Jumps on Facebook to learn more about that. And so the evolution of Black Cow Jumps is you have a, you have a varied background. People can listen to the other, uh, the other interview that we did uh, to discuss it a little bit more. They can see you on the David Letterman show mm-hmm. uh, from videos a while back. A 90s, uh, late, late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, yeah. yeah. And this is something that came out. Let's talk about a little bit of the evolution of Black Cow Jumps, where it came from, okay. uh, why it fits in so well with Fringe, and then what you're working on next, sort of what's the next evolution of, you know, sort of the 
do you call it a theatrical experience or a visual experience, a, uh, an immersive experience? Wow. Questions. Questions. That makes me think. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. So we're going to go past, present, and future, right? Yeah. Pa- past is uh, where, where this came from. Black Cow Jumps came out of, uh, um, I'm a comedian by nature. Um, I, I perform mainly comedy. So that's what makes me a comedian. Um, children, mainly, and mm. um, all ages. And I, um, I decided to do something different, like really jump into a whole new experience. And that is, how about if I performed and did not try to be funny and just tried to be myself? And uh, by exploring that, uh, I came up with this uh, Black Cow Jumps. Um, and so it was more how authentic can I be? And if I'm authentic, I'll be able to connect with people. And by connecting with people, I'll be able to make them laugh, cry, feel something, something. So that was the... Did you have an idea going in that this had, for lack of a better term, legs, that it was going to work, that it was, you know, people were going to connect with it? Or you just said, okay, I think it will. And it's a challenge for myself. Um. It was a challenge, and I went there. Um, one of my faults and one of my strengths is the same thing. Do you have a, a strength and a fault yourself? That, that's the same thing. Uh, my ability to think of things on the fly? <laughs> uh, mine is stubbornness. Okay. I, I'm extremely stubborn. Um, my kids would tell me that all the time. I have a, a, a my, my youngest... Um, He's got a, when he was like four, he wrote this sign, dad, don't be a grouch. And, and I have it as I walk out my front door every day to remember, you know, don't be a grouch. Anyway, um, stubbornness. So, so when I decided to do this, when I jumped in, into doing blackout jumps, it was, um, something new, something bold, something I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I fear this. I fear being serious or vulnerable or open and, um, by jumping into it, I realized the reaction of the people, uh, the audiences, I mean, not all of them, some of them, um, they're not shuffling papers, you know, rarely are they on their phones. Uh, this happening, and I call, I call black cow jumps a happening, is a live experience that um, pulls people in. Oh, my gosh. Are they performing? Are they real? Are they not real? Are, are they actors? Are they not actors? Is it a true story? Is it a true story? Is it, do they make it up? I mean, a friend of mine yesterday after the uh, press show uh, for Fringe came up and said, oh, you were with that girl? And, and I was like, no. We, I mean, it was not, I had a veil on is what I'm saying. We can have as, as, as thick a veil as we want as performers. So um, I jumped. I did it. I jumped. Um, I found other people who were interested in it. The Winter Park Library of all, all places um, said, we'd, we'd like you to do blackout jumps after hours, wine, cheese, free wine, cheese, patrons. All you got to do is sign up. Uh, they have a room for 50 people. And uh, I, I, did, I jumped into that. Um, I found other people who, like, like yourself, who would like to jump with me. Mm-hmm. And share parts of their lives and connect on stage. And the library, I'm going in my second year now. Um, the first year they gave me five dates. This year they gave me six dates. Uh, we're filling the place up. Um, I got into Fringe this year um, by, by being in the lottery and seven shows now. And it's a whole nother 
performance audience and it's a whole nother performance uh, the quality uh, it, it's different it, we got music and we got lights and it's becoming theatrical however it's i like to keep it a happening and not too much theatrics uh, i like to keep it that they that the audience experiences something wow this real is this real um so that's where it is mm-hmm. um, now we're going to the future and um the future is seven shows at fringe starting on wednesday night um and I've reached out to the library and I said, I have this other idea for a show. Uh, the impetus of this idea is that we live in a world that's polarized. Uh, we live in a country that's polarized. And um, as Black Cow Jumps is all about connection, bringing people together, uh, Black Cow Jumps does not delve into politics or religion at all. Uh, if we do, we, uh, we, we stay in the periphery. And um, I went to the library and I said, I have this, this idea for a show of bringing people together, civil discourse. And it's uh, religion and politics, and it's dance. So uh, what happens is uh, I have two guests with differing opinions. Each one of them gets seven minutes to state their opinion. Mm-hmm. We open up a conversation. I'm the moderator. Am I a mediator or a moderator? What I-, I would say moderator. Moderator, okay. Yeah, yeah. mediator implies that you're going to help them come to some sort of agreement at the end. Right. I'm just, you know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take the Venn diagram of humanity and make it bigger. Mm-hmm. The inside bigger, not the outside's bigger. And so um, we discuss uh, a topic um, as serious as we want to get, um, politics, religion. And when it gets contentious or I just feel like I want to dance, I stop them. I motion to the uh, musician or the DJ and he jams up or she jams up the music, the the two people on stage, the guests, myself, get up and we dance for one or two songs. Okay, if the audience wants to dance, it's like a dance party for like five, six minutes. We sit down, we begin back where we started. Oh, not started, but where we left off. And it's a way to bring people together and to, at the end, have the whole audience dance with us, just like like a dance party. I love this idea. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Great. Uh, the library said yes. It's October, uh, October twenty fourth. We're doing it. Oh, perfect timing uh, too. And, yeah. And free, free wine, free beer, free sodas. Um, it's not after hours. It's during the, the library opening. So, um, you, you don't even have to bring your library card. So, to get in, I um, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it because the idea of you know the not necessarily the talking heads. I'm sure you're going to choose people who are. You know, not the usual suspects when it comes to this sort of thing, but just seeing them, you hit some sort of buzzer or signal in some way that, okay, guys, we got to dance right now. <laughs> let's dance for a second. And now let's talk again. Yeah, absolutely. And see what the perspective change is afterwards. Um, and, and I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. Sure. There's no changing of minds. It's only for us to be present in the moment and to see each other for humans. I mean, we put on pants the same way. Um, one, of the, one of the pieces will be at the end of the show or at the beginning. I, I haven't decided yet. I have done a questionnaire to each one of the uh, guests. And I found out that both of them have broken their arms in their lives. And both of them have three sisters. And the both of them uh, grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts. And both, you know, I'll find the similarity in them. Mm-hmm. And we have so much similarity in us. Oh, they both like David Byrne. And, and they both went to a David Byrne concert in Orlando, you know, last year. This, this stuff that shows us together rather than pushing us apart, um, 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to accentuate. And then at the end of it, uh, you know, 90 minutes later, we we go out and we we be in life. Or we be in we be in life. We Whoa. be in life. <laughs> that did that sound right? That's a tagline that you could use, though. <laughs> we be in life. We be in life. The name of the show, by the way, at the library is called No Assumptions. Okay. And a preamble of the Constitution behind it and no assumptions in, oh, fonts. Um, uh, I think it's uh, it's a typewriter font. Yes. Oh, nice. Bold typewriter font. Of course. Yeah. What else would you use? Yeah, no. I don't, sometimes bold is too much. It, you know. It's it, like you're yelling. Yes, yes, mm. yeah, yeah. And it's not all caps. It's just lowercase. And I have quotation marks over each. I mean, you know. At the end. Yeah. No, before the end and before the assumptions. S at the end. Got it. Anything else about it? Any other detail? Uh, no. No. That you want that's to a, that's in October. Delve into. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Where, um, what other Black How Jump shows? You mentioned Warner Park Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else planned or anything else going on? And obviously, again, if somebody wants to solicit a blackout jump show for your house. If you have a space, if you have a small theater that you may want to try something new out in, mm-hmm. they can contact you via Facebook. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So you have Winter Park Library. Winter Park Library. So uh, the Fringe goes until the twenty um, sixth. We have our last show, mm-hmm. and then June twenty second at the Kerouac House, Jack Kerouac House. Um, they have functions there, and um, uh, interesting story. The 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 two directors or the husband-wife directors. Um, I was doing a Jiggleman show for the Down Syndrome uh, Day um, like two months ago. And, and they, they, for, have, they have a Down Syndrome son. Oh, oh, for people who don't know what Jiggleman is. Oh, yeah, Jiggleman. Um, the stuff that I did on David Letterman years mm-hmm. ago. I still do. I still do Jiggleman. Jiggleman still. And I do volunteer work for the Down Syndrome uh, Society. They call me up whenever they want. Hey, Down Syndrome Day, I'll be there. And... Um, the two directors for the Kerouac House saw saw it, and uh, I had I had kind of planted a seed years ago, like, "Hey, blackout jumps," and then afterwards they said, "We want to bring blackout jumps in." Thanks, thanks. I think to Jiggleman actually. <laughs> um, so uh, the twenty second, we I pulled up my phone, made a date, the twenty second. In fact, Nick, of course, we've talked about this. You and you and I are going to be jumping there. Yeah. Um, I also hope that the resident will jump with us too at least at least one bit and, uh, and then i'm bringing another jumper probably a musician and probably um a, a woman maybe I, I don't know i have to see it'd be a lot of fun oh god yeah yeah um so i have that um and uh, and then also through the library i do what's called life uh, screenings international film festival it's a monthly uh, festival that's at the uh, library and it's usually the third Sunday of every month at 3.15, usually it is. And it is, um, I, I solicit films from around the world that show a world that I want to live in. And it's inspiring and moving. And some of them are. Some of them are sad. Um, and I Skype in the filmmakers from wherever they are. Oh, we Skyped in one from Israel. We Skyped in one from um, Australia. Um, not Russia yet, but anywhere. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So, yep, got those things going on. All right, so very little, very few things, not a <laughs> lot going on. Um, and if you get a chance, uh, Jiggleman often appears at the library or mm-hmm. libraries around town. That is a great show. I did see you there. That was right before we had coffee to talk about Black Cow Jumps. And the way I would describe it, and tell me if this is being fair, is it's um, 
a lot like Mr. Bean, if you know who Mr. Bean is, except with props. Okay. Yeah. So very few words, if any. Yeah. I don't remember you saying anything. So it's very universal in terms of age ranges and even any kind of language barriers. Mm. Um, it's fanciful. It's whimsical. And there's there's a lot of play involved. It's totally play. Yeah. Totally play. If I, if I could just play all the time, I would. Um, yeah, I like it. whimsical. I like that. Fanciful? Fan- yeah. You think? All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, watch this. You ready? Yeah. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. Okay. I like your beard, too. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's leave it at that. We're going to play a quick song, and then we're going to come back and do a pop quiz. Before we do that, though, let me just let me warm you up. Okay. For okay. A pop quiz. Oh, let's do this. I like looking at, you know, what the day is and what kind of anniversaries and things that we have in terms of, like, whose birthday was it today, May 13th? And so there were two people whose birthday it was. I mean, there's more than that, but two that I really sort of stuck with me. Uh, B. Arthur, rest in peace, and Harvey Keitel both have birthdays today. Wow. So your pop quiz, your question for me yeah. is who would win in a foot race? And this is, we can go back in time and pick, you know, prime B. Arthur and prime Harvey Keitel. So we're looking at Harvey Ke- Keitel Reservoir Dogs. I would say so. That's really when he, somewhere between Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction is really when he yeah. you know, had an apex. And that yeah. was early 90s. I would say B. Arthur, late 70s with Maude. Really? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mid to late 70s. Yeah. Okay. I loved her voice. It was so low. Oh, it was so It good. was just like, oh. Yeah. I kind of like women's voices that are low for some reason. I don't know. Um, all right. So who would win a foot race? A foot race. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have any questions? There is oh, a right answer, oh, obviously. Oh, there is a right answer. Okay, yeah. so I don't answer it now. I just give you no, some no, no. questions to it. No, oh, no. I, I can't answer, answer it now? You can't answer it, but if you have any questions regarding the circumstances, okay. how long the race is. There we go. Let's I'm go there. Sure. Oh, how long? It's a 100-meter dash. Oh, just 100 meters. Okay, yeah. 100 meters, 100 meters. Now, B is in her prime. Harvey Keitel is in his prime. That's correct. And, and, and in the track... Do we know uh, the um, composite? Yeah, so it is a clay track. Clay? Yep. Oh, like tennis? Like tennis. Okay. Uh, and it has rained a little bit. Okay, uh, so what do we love? Precipitation. What, okay, what, wait a minute. What is the humidity? Humidity is about 70%. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. and, and what is the altitude? So uh, you sea level. Oh, we're it's, doing we're, this in Florida. We're doing yeah. this in Florida. So yeah. um, east or west coast of Florida? West coast. Okay, so we're at the West Coast. So uh, we're looking at part of the peninsula, the lower peninsula. We're looking at the, um, the uh, what is that called, the, the upper peninsula part. It is the lower peninsula. It's right on the bay. It's in uh, St. Pete. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how far from the wa- the actual water? Are we on the water? We bay? can see the water. Yeah, we're right on the bay. Okay. We wanted to make it. We wanted to- This is sort of the highlight of the foot race festival that we'll be putting on the okay. celebrity foot race festival time of day three o'clock p.m uh, uh time of year it is going to be march a little bit cooler okay got it uh yeah. but for some reason you know unexpectedly we did get a little bit of rain in okay earlier in the day the crowds are still there though okay they want to see b arthur since obviously she passed away a few years ago right and uh harvey everybody wants to see harvey Keitel. yeah who doesn't i mean I haven't seen him anything lately, though. Uh, no, not too much. No. Yeah. Okay. So um, the direction of wind 
uh, 1.3 miles per hour, and it's behind them. Oh, it's behind them. So they're going to have nothing. a little tailwind. I mean, th- 1.3 is like stagnant. Yep. Okay. Um, how long do we have? I mean, how many more questions do I need before we need to make a decision here? Oh, I think you, I think you covered just about everything. Okay, got one more. Okay. Uh, attire. What are they wearing? Ah, good question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harvey get is wearing the suit from Pulp Fiction that he wore as the wolf. Okay, got because it. Because he was unaware that it was a foot race. He thought it was an awards gala. Okay, is this before or after uh, there was a shooting in, it was a Pulp Fiction, in the back seat, and he got blood all over him? Was, was that No, him? he did not, remember? He made everybody else clean up. That's right. So he did not have any blood on him. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Okay, got it. So he's got a clean suit. Chris, probably. Oh, very. Okay, so it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so he's been wearing it probably since about 9. So, okay, the crispness might yeah, be over. again, very confused. His assistant did not indicate that this was a foot race festival, and he thought it was an award show. Right. And kind. he's probably wearing some nice shoes. Some, very nice shoes. Some, like, um, yeah. Italian kind yeah. of um, yeah. things. Okay, two two shoes. Both of the shoes are being worn. Okay. <laughs> and they're matching. Okay, so, okay, B, what is B wearing? B is wearing her race gear. Oh, uh, so she has uh, what you would typically see, sort of a, a tank top and running shorts and running shoes. Okay, okay, sweats. Sw- yeah, uh, not sweats. Okay, wow. Uh, you Headband. know what? Okay, uh, you know, I my my first impression, I think, I think is what's going to go with this. One. Okay, what do you have? Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with it. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I like B. That is correct. Really? Yeah. B would win. B. Arthur would always oh win in a foot race. I mean, also Harvey Keitel is wearing dress shoes and a suit. Yeah, and I mean, a tuxedo. I mean, he's not going to do well. Do you know how much traction is on those shoes on the bottom? Very I mean, it, it, it's leather. It's just yeah. like shiny leather. So yeah. she's. I mean, she's got the running shoes too, and I think she has the chutzpah. I mean, she's. You know, a lot of chutzpah. Chutzpah. All right, let's listen to a song, and then we'll come back and do the real pop quiz. Oh, wonderful. Okay. All right. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is Torres with Cowboy Guilt. The To Be Decided just started season four on their YouTube channel. What is The To Be Decided? I just said it's a YouTube channel. Who is The To Be Decided? The hosts are Miller and Davis. They tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. When are the two be that's redundant? Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash the to be decided for more. Back to the show. Torres on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida from the 2015 album sprinter that was cowboy guilt good morning my name is nick you're listening to a certain degree on wprk winter park florida actually odd numbers on wprk winter park florida because this is a show where i bring back returning guests i bring back guests guests are returning there's a number of different ways i could have said that better it's redundant when you say it that way right? yeah i know bring back returning guests returning guests yeah. yes that's like a double night neg- Double, it's a double positive it's a double for me. Po- yeah, it is a double because positive. Because I have great people coming back to the show, like Banks Helfrich, who's talking right now, and he didn't wait for his turn after our intro. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you can talk anytime you want, Banks. Well, thank you. You don't um, need my permission. It is odd numbers. That, it is odd numbers. But this is the second time I've been on, so this yes. is an even number. Well, okay. So the first time you were on, that's to a certain degree. That is the classic interview show 
with 20 questions and right. yeah. the bad business ideas and all of those other wonderful things. Odd numbers, we're just kind of chatting. We're maybe picking a topic out and talking about it. So we talked a little bit about Black How Jumps. Right. Honest conversations, genuine conversations, uh, that being a mainstay of the Black How Jump show. So you should go see that while it's at the Fringe Festival. In the meantime, we're going to do a quick pop quiz to get people thinking, to get you thinking. But there are real stakes here. So if you get all five right, all five questions, we're best friends. Okay. Four questions, very good friends. Three questions, about the same level of friendship that we've had in the past. Two questions, we actually go down a little bit. All right. One question or fewer, which would be zero, mm-hmm. bitter enemies. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. All right. I think... Mm, Are you ready? I don't know if... I'm going to be... Um, th- I'm challenging... Basically, you're challenging our friendship with this, aren't Correct. you? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should all challenge friendships by asking difficult questions. In some cases, we say, hey, how do I look in this? Or what about this haircut? Okay. Something like that. That's oh. a difficult question. These are just trivia questions. Oh, just trivia. Okay. And yeah. we have subjects, right? That we, yes. So what, what are the subjects? Oh, yeah. So I asked uh, Simon Time of Simon Time Trivia is doing trivia here on the show. And so you could see him live. You can go to one of his trivia shows. You can listen to his podcast, Simon Time Trivia on PFT Media. So I asked him, I, you know, I said, hey, Simon, I'm going to have Banks Helfrick on. He does a show called Blackout Jumps, and you know, it's at the theater. He'll be at the Fringe Festival, and so the topics are banks and cows mm-hmm. and theater. All right, beautiful. So things you should be expert on. Okay, all right, yeah. I can't. All right, let's. Uh, you know, our friendship is on the line here. One hundred percent. Okay. And right. by the way, we would only be bitter enemies for a week because I can't add you to the permanent list of bitter enemies. I have too many. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Great. Ready to get started? Uh, let's do it. All right, Simon. Over to you. Hey, hey, Nick. It's I, Simon Time, host of the Simon Time Trivia Show, with five questions for you today, a smorgasbord of categories, an amalgam of quiz. Let's begin with question number one. On September the 2nd of 1969, Chemical Bank installed the very first what in the United States at its branch located in Rockville Center, New York? So banks, a banks question for banks. Wow. Um, 1969. 69. They installed the first something. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I want to go with three letters. Okay. I... Oh, you. you. No, 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 no. How about A-T-M? Okay, let's see if you're correct. All right, all right. Friendship on the line. The answer, they installed the very first A-T-M. Woohoo! Nice job. You've got one. God, you know, we're not going to be bitter. No, we're still going to be bitter. Okay, okay. So I got it. But you've got four more chances to get out of this, uh, to get out of there. Are you ready for the next one? Okay, I'm ready. I got to stretch, though. Question number two. Approximately how many hours a day does a cow spend eating and chewing cud? Now, the name of your show is Black Cow Jumps. Right, right. So I had assumed you just did all the research there was. (laughs) Okay, so the the title is a non sequitur. Uh, What? 
It's a non sequitur. Yeah, sorry. Um, so uh, I do have some history with cows, and that is I grew up on a farm of mm-hmm. one cow. Uh, her name was Czech, and we milked her. Um, I have seven brothers and sisters, so we'd have to milk them in the morning, milk her in the morning and milk her in the uh, like evening, sixes. Um, and so I had to milk a cow. So I, I, I am familiar with milking cows. So as you got older, were you like, I have to get out of this one cow farm? <laughs> Did you ever say that to yourself? Never, oh, never. Okay. So that how been funny? So how many hours? How many hours? So so um, chewing cud. Chewing cud. I'll give you an hour either way. Okay, okay. Can I can I give you a range? Can I give you like four to eight hours, or is that too big? Is that that's, that's too big. That's Let's super. pick an hour. So what was the name of your cow? Check. Check. Yeah, because she had a check on her forehead. It was okay. a, re- a reverse check. Um, so you had to put so a mirror up about, to her. Think you often did. I mean, yeah, yeah. Check wanted to see how her makeup looked and things of that nature. Yeah. So thinking about Check, how often was she out eating or, you know, grazing or having some hay? Wow, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with the the work, the hour, the human hour working. I'm going to go eight hours. Human hour workday. Yeah, like eight hours. Okay, that's how long they're chewing cud. <sighs> During the course of the day. Because remember, they also regurgitate it back up and chew it some more. Oh, oh wait, but isn't that chewing cud? Isn't yeah. that even... Oh, so oh, yeah. that is still exactly doing it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go eight. Okay. I'm going to go eight hours. Let's I, see. Sign it. The correct answer. Nick, approximately, believe it or not, it's 14 hours each day that That's a cow a spends. Uh, approximately six hours eating and eight hours chewing cud. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. You got to give me a half a point on on that one. I'll give you half a point. Okay. Yeah. That was good. It was eight hours. Yeah. Because we did specify chewing the cud. Yeah. Yeah. Six hours eating stuff and then eight hours on the cud. Right. Okay. So you're one and a half. Okay. Good. Good. So So, I am out of the bitter. I'll give you out of bitter enemy territory. Okay. Okay, Ready? Yeah. I feel much more comfortable. Question number three. Located in the city of London, England. What is the name of the theater that was built in 1599 by William Shakespeare's playing company? Wow. I, you know, I just saw um, All is True, and uh, wow. I don't remember. I, I know it was in the movie. Um, wow, wow, wow. It was bleh, uh, Yorkshire. <sighs> pudding. Um, they uh, like pudding. Yeah, they do like pudding. Figgy. Uh, okay, I, I, gotta, uh, um, I don't know. Shakespeare theater? <laughs> Maybe the, it's the Shakes. The Shakes. Yeah, Shakes. Uh, or Shakespeare of Orlando. Uh, not Orlando, of... Uh, of London. Of London. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Okay. Figgy Pudding. Figgy Pudding. I would yeah. like that better. Yeah, let's Actually, go, let's go Figgy Pudding. names than the one that it has. Yeah. Shy or something. The answer, The Globe. Ah, the Globe Theater. Yeah. Yeah. All right, still one and a half. One and a half, yeah. All right. I got two more. I got two more. Yeah, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. All right, Simon. Question number four. An average dairy cow weighs how many pounds? Again, I'll give you a little bit of a range on this one. Okay. Uh, Average, average, average. I'm going to go. So did you ever pick up check? (laughs) No, no. I will go with 1,200 to 1,500. Can we do that? 1,200, 1,500 pounds? I'll accept that. I'll accept 12 that. To, a dairy cow. Dairy yeah, cow. 12 to 1,500. Okay. Pounds, pounds. Pounds. Yeah. L- LBS. Yes, LBS. 
Where'd they come up with that? The correct answer. The average weight of a regular old dairy cow is 1,400 pounds. Whoa. Very nice. Was that? I know. Wow. I know more about cows, I think, than I know about uh, theater. theater. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You grew up on a farm. You didn't grow up on a theater. I did not. I did not grow up on a theater. Or around a theater. I'm out of the, the bitter uh, friendship. Yeah. No, you're two and a half. Okay. So we're, we're solidly, I think we're keeping it where we are right now. Okay. So okay. one more. We'll bump it up a level. Right, I'm not well, sure how. Yeah. I'm not sure where. Right. I'm not sure when. I know why, because you got really good score on the quiz. Yeah. Uh, who, what, where? Uh, who I know as well, because yeah. it's you and I. It is going to be another cow uh, question? Let's see. I hope so. Simon. Simon, please. Cow. And finally, question number five. Very, very near and dear to my heart. What is the longest running production in Broadway history. Longest running production. Wow, and this yeah. has to deal with theater, right? This is this, theater. This does not deal with cows. Cow. You got two cow questions. Because I'm, I'm thinking if this is a cow one, there's no, you know, cows on Broadway. Uh, however, see... Was there not oh, a cow in Cats? Yeah, I was just going to say Cats, actually. <laughs> C-O-W-S, C-A-T-S. Yes, they're, they're the same letters. Oh, it's not Cats. What, oh, it is cats. No, it, I'm not. It's not I'm, cows. It's I'm cats. trying to give you a hint, but not let everybody know I, that I'm giving you a hint. Oh, I would say cats, of course. Longest. No, 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 not cats. Uh, some other animal. <laughs> Dogs, cats. It's not animal related. Oh, my God. It's, it's a show. It's a, uh, it's a King and I. musical. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Oh, theater. Oh, God. Theater, wow. Um, all right, uh, all right, uh, let me think, let me think. Uh, Phantom of the Opera? You know, that's current. Is it current? It is the longest running. I don't know if it's still running currently. I, I don't know if you, have you ever done this? Like, you lift up your... Or the most number of shows, what did he say? The, the most longest. shows or oh. longest running? Yeah, longest running. Have you ever done this? You, like, lifted your hand, your arms up and, like, a piece of sweat drips down and, and hits you on the side from sure. your underarm. Yeah. That just happened to me right now. Okay. Oh, gosh. Longest running fan of the opera. No. Was that a stall? Stall. Oh, did for me? Stall, yeah. <laughs> to tell that story? I, I did stall. Yeah. I, I have uh, King and I. There's got to be one, uh, like an old one singing in the rain. No. Um, I, um, I'm so bad at this. Uh, I was going to go with cats. but All right. You want to stick with cats? No, I'll stick with cats. Okay. Yeah, Sticking was, with cats. I thought it was cats. Cernick, with over 13,000 performances, the longest running production in Broadway history is my favorite show, Phantom of the Opera. You know, you should give me a half a point because I okay. did mention Phantom I, of the Opera. You did say that as one of them. So yeah. I'll give you half a point. So, so it's three points total. Yeah. We're going to kick it up a notch. Ooh, we'll just use spices. Okay. To, uh, to bring a new level to our friendship. Okay. Okay. So, so oh, spices and herbs, there's a difference there, isn't there? We can use some herbs and spices. Mm. We can mm. have some secret. We can have our own uh, combination of secret herbs and spices. All right. All right. Yeah. I grow my own, my own. So perfect. Thyme and mint and stuff like that. So thank you, Simon Time, for recording that. You can hear the Simon Time Trivia Show on pftmedia.com or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. He does trivia shows around town seven, 
seven nights a week. Oh, so he's like at a bar here and does trivia and then the bar here. Restaurant here, yeah. Oh, wow. wow that here guy's, a bar, there a bar, everywhere a bar bar. He is busy. Old McSimon. Is trivia thing. that big? I guess, I guess it is that yeah. big. Yeah. Good for Simon. Facebook.com slash Simon time. Thank you, Simon. Trivia. Yeah. Let's uh, listen to one more song and then we'll wrap up. Wrap it up. Okay. Yep. This is I'm an Old Cow Hand from the Rio Grande. A cover song by Harry Connick Jr. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode was recorded live on May 13th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else. For example, you're getting ready for the weekend. You've been working for the weekend Tune in to The State of the Scene on Fridays from 4 to 5 p.m. Frankie Messina and a cast of thousands bring you the best live happenings in and around Orlando. That's art. That's film. That's literature. That's tuna melts. Maybe not tuna melts. I don't know. It might be sandwich related. Tune in. Think how much smarter than your friends you will sound once you hear about all the cool stuff going on. There's always something interesting happening on WPRK. So listen early and often. Harry Connick Jr. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I'm an old cow hand from the Rio Grande from 1992's album O. I think it was zero or O. I can't remember what it was. Good morning. My name is Nick. You've been listening to Odd Numbers. It's almost time for us to get up on Out of Here But please stay tuned for the next show because it will be more talk about the French Festival. That'll be the Orlando Theater Hour with Ashley Renee Gardner. Uh, Ashley Ann Gardner. Ashley Renee is another person that I was just talking about yesterday, and that's why I got them confused, not because I don't know what her name is. And she'll be with uh, Neil James and Dandy Darkly of uh, Dandy Darkly fame, who's going to be here for the French Festival. Speaking of Fringe, Banks Helfrich. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Nick, thank you. Get up on out of here. Get up. Get up on out of here. here. How, do, yeah. how do you how do you get up on out of here? Get up. Yeah. Oh, we got to stand up. First. Yeah, these yeah. are the steps. Got it, got it. On out. On out so we move. You know? Of here. I mean, we don't want to do it opposite. Like get You want to get out first yeah. and then on up. Right, 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 right. We got to get up cuz we're in we're in chairs right we're now. We're in chairs. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking the chairs. I get it. I get it. I I've never heard that uh that terminology. I'm always interested in like words. I mean, this yeah. whole this whole show has been about words. You know, reticent, re- resilient. No, we. I can't even read what I wrote down. Recency. Recency. Wow, we started with that one. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, good. And if people missed any of the show, they can listen to it on tocertaindegree.com or they can get it as a podcast. I'll try to turn around and get it out there fairly quickly since the French Festival is starting, mm-hmm. and there are three shows in the next week or so. Of Black Cow Jumps. So you've got one Wednesday, the 15th, this Saturday, and Sunday. And they're all at really good time. So Wednesday's a little bit later. Saturday's in the early evening at 6.30. Sunday's sort of a matinee at 3 o'clock. Right, right. And and the Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, half price. Oh, nice. Half price. And I'm thinking about throwing in donuts, too. Half price. And I'm just going to give donuts away. Donuts. Yeah, like uh, Krispy Kreme? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking nice. a couple dozen. You know, the first... Maybe three dozen. The first 36 people get a free donut. I love it. 
Yeah. So it's um, a six dollar show. That's a six dollar show. It's normally twelve dollars with donuts. Yeah, yeah, with donuts. Very nice. And people can go buy their tickets right now at fringe OrlandoFringe.org. Yep, yep. And it's uh, Black Cow Jumps. Yeah. And please do buy your tickets early. You know, all of the money that goes into the ticket, so you buy a pin for Fringe, mm-hmm. and that gets you the ability to uh, buy the tickets. And basically the money that goes or get they get from the button goes towards the French. Correct. This is a professional organization. This is an amazing event. You won't believe how well produced this event is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been around for 28 years, but even so, to be able to put together that many moving parts, 140 different performers, that's not a, even 140 different performances. Mm-hmm. Those are just the performers probably doing five, six, seven shows each. Absolutely, yeah. So you're talking about nearly 1,000 shows that are part of this every year and they do everything right as part of this. So I really want to thank them for that. Oh yeah. They're, 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 they're amazing how they yep. do that. In fact, I'm, I'm volunteering. They're looking for volunteers. I'm going to oh, volunteer. Yeah. I'm going to go to the beer tent and uh, serve drinks to people. Another way you can get involved and actually earn some, what they call fringe bucks and fringe get book. into shows for free. That would be very helpful and you, for you, them as well. You cannot use those fringe bucks on toll roads. That is correct. Yeah. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah, unless you were to use them wallpaper over your license plate. So in that case, you can do that. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. I think that's a poor idea. So there's seven shows total of Black Cow Jumps. That's running from uh, Fringe is from the 14th through 27th, but you can catch Black Cow Jumps from the 15th through the 26th. 26th, right. So go see Banks and Friends and the other jumpers. I'll be there as well. I'll be manning the Fringe Fields table in the rep lobby. So you can write a note to Banks. Oh, yeah. The jumpers, other performers, volunteers, the Fringe staff. It's a way to show gratitude, a very easy way to show gratitude. I'm going to make this as easy as possible, short of writing the thank you myself and having you sign it. Uh, I have typewriters in case your handwriting is terrible or if you just want to try out a typewriter because it's super fun. Mm-hmm. But I'll have writing utensils of multiple colors right. that you can draw with and do any of those things. Now, now, have you been using the typewriter because are your fingers used to like pushing down those keys? Uh, they are, yeah. Uh, so th- are your fingers sore at all? Uh, they are not, no. Um, you know, for this card that I wrote for you, that was actually on an electric typewriter because I really like the font. It's a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, it makes people strain their eyes a little bit. Oh yeah. That's which, why I have to put on glasses. Yeah. To read which it. I like it when people have to strain their eyes and I'm related to that for some reason. Um, but yeah, so I'll be there Thursday through Sunday, both weeks, and then the second Wednesday on May twenty second, so people can catch me there. What what would what would what would you hear on the radio to get somebody to just come, like out of the blue, like somebody's in the car right now driving to get somebody to come to French? Yeah, to, to get to get somebody to come to, let's say, your typewriter event or or blackout jumps. What what would be the what would you hear and go? I'm going to that. I think it would be you're going to experience something a little bit different and you're going to be put in a position that is not completely comfortable or, and not, and I don't want to say uncomfortable in a way that you're going to feel unsafe in any way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. but sitting down at a typewriter, if you've never done it before, you haven't done it in a long time is, and it's a blank page. It can be a little bit intimidating, right? Right. Um, but and showing gratitude 
can be something that's not exactly natural for you. Right, uh, right. But in going to see something like an experimental show that you would see at Fringe or something that's a little bit different, that's not as structured like you would see with Black Cow Jumps. Right, right. You know, I think it's I think it's that challenge. Not in, in again, not so extreme. Like I'm not laying a gauntlet. I'm not slapping you across right. the face with a glove. I'm saying do something a little bit different. Stretch yourself out. Right. And you know the muscles that you don't usually get to stretch. Yeah. And go and do that. Uh, I think bold. I think that's the word. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're looking for people who are bold, who want to like be bold in life. Yeah. I mean, that's what, not necessarily use the font all the time with the bold on. But right. Yeah. Be right, bold. Right. That's people. a great way of putting it. Maybe that might do it. Yeah. Yep. So check out orlandofringe.org for the full list of shows. Get your tickets to Blackout Jumps and any other the other shows there. You can also buy tickets when you get there. You can. You can. So it's, if you don't want to buy them ahead of time, yeah. go there, see what's going on, talk to some of the performers. Yeah. They'll be out and about walking around right. and see what you want to see. If but you go, definitely go do that. Right. If you if you get the ticket ahead of time, it, it makes it look like a sold-out show for performers, which looks good. Like, oh, my God, their first show is sold out. Um, I mean, that's, but you can still show up. Yeah. 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 Still show we'll up. Get you, in. you know what? You know what? Let me just, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. If you come and, and, and to the, and, and get, try to get a ticket for my show and it's sold out, I will get you in for free. I, I will comp you. Okay. I will comp you. Yeah. yeah. I, that's nice I have five. I have five comps. So, yeah. so if, 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 if it's sold out and you can't came we'll figure to something out for the, for the first show, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, uh, 10 o'clock. Get in there and get there early too, and and get there really early because it's terrible. It's not terrible. It, the the parking is challenging. There we go. It's challenging. Uber, Lyft, rideshare. Oh yeah, ride your bike. I'm a. I did that. Easy, yeah. easy to get there. All right, we have to turn it over. Orlando Theater Hour is coming up. Dandy Darkly and Neil James are here. I'm very excited to listen to that. So we're gonna go. Thanks. Let me shake hands with hey. you on the air because I think that translates well. Yeah, Thank you we so are much. shaking it. Thank you so much, Nick. You got it. We never got to. Oh, we never got to how to spell your name or pronounce your name. We'll get to it. All right, next time. Next time. <gasps> the third one. Third one. Odd numbers. They might be giants next uh, with the nightgown of the sullen moon on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to Odd Numbers. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode seventeen. Where do you go from here? Bankshelfrich.com. B-A-N-K-S-H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H.com. You can learn more about Black Cow Jumps on Facebook. I would encourage you to follow them there. It would be easy to think that Fringe Ring Story was made up or was discussed prior to going on the air. It wasn't. It's a pure, genuine, completely coincidental, incredible connection. Go out, find some of those yourself. Also, visit to a certain degree.com. That's T O A certain degree.com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little chats. <laughs>